0: From Garden Shed Studios on the island of Orange, California. It's the Best Friends fan cast. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, and everyone who loves Allison Rosen. Hi, I'm your host, Lisa Lowry, but in a way, aren't we all? As always, that's the Ray Morgan Orchestra, featuring boy tenor Toby Milton, asking the musical question, if imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, why am I getting death threats from Jeff Fox? That's a great question, Toby. Best answered by your real host, Lisa Lowry.
1: Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast and Allison Rosen Fan Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry, and this week we will talk about the Monday show, Greg Fitzsimmons' Sixth Visit, and the Thursday show, A Message from Greg, Allison's Vowels, and a Baby Born in a Car. But first, I would like to welcome fellow best friends. Hello, Lee Bruns. Howdy, Hull. Ho. And hello, Ray Morgan. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> welcome back, guys. I'm so glad to have you both on tonight.
2: Oh, uh, thank you.
1: Oh, my gosh. Nice.
2: What was that
1: <laughs> so just eat that, shit?
0: <laughs> that was a that was a spilled uh blue moon oh. uh, harvest ale
1: oh, yeah. oh, no
0: not not first casualty yeah, that's
1: horrible that's all... there's a beverage man oh Oof. that's that's now that's not a good way to start off the show. <laughs> do you need to replenish or do does this no
0: show a I've got a water hall? here
1: oh water.
0: water it was it was mostly gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's just okay. sad It's just sad
1: That is sad That's very sad Well, let's talk about the Monday show with Greg Fitzsimmons It was his sixth, sixth Oh my gosh I need like a tongue reduction Because I cannot I have the the worst lisp Listening back to these shows My lisp and my likes are over the top I can't take it <laughs> anyway.
0: I like the likes
1: Oh yeah <laughs> You hit the like button on my likes <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was his sixth visit, and, of course, it goes straight into the gutter right away, which just seems to be his thing. It's funny how you can go from just welcome, and then all of a sudden they're talking about anal in, like, the first five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how
2: that happens.
1: Um, I think uh, Allison
0: must kind of get a kick out of that, too, uh, because she'll roll with it every time.
2: She you really... get what you get with Greg, you know. Yeah, and I've heard some rumblings from the peanut He's Like, oh, another Greg episode.
0: <laughs> I have to
2: say, uh,
1: when I saw that it was him again, as much as I love Greg and have, like, a huge crush on him, that I think that's two or three likes so far, by the way. And we're two minutes in. But I love Greg Fitzsimmons, and I love his show. But when I saw that he was on, I kind of thought, oh, okay. <laughs> like, what else do they have to talk about? And of course, they're talking about anal, so what else? I, I kind of was disappointed when I saw it. disappointment is too strong of a word. I was just kind of, okay, well, it'll be great. But it was a really fun show still and it was still great and I love them together. What's funny is they talk about having a show together and originally Greg would say, well, what would be our thing? Like, what are we going to talk about? That What's going to be our shtick? or Because it kind of felt like maybe they ran out of things to talk about. <laughs> But it was still a really interesting show. I just don't know how far it would go. Does that Did it feel like that to you guys, or am I just reading into it too much?
0: I think the uh, what Greg's Sunday paper uh, shows, and if he brought in Allison to work on, say, a, a, a general news commentary show, would just absolutely be excellent. I just think those two working together on something like that uh, commentary about the local or the uh, current news would just be fascinating.
1: I agree. I think having a thing or a set format would be great because otherwise I think Greg's just going to go off the rails on some of his offensive words that he used. I thought, okay, let's rein it in a little bit because it is Allison's show still. <laughs> but
2: Yeah. You know, uh, Greg is rather deceptively bright. I mean, he, he, he has his perv tendencies and everything else, but he, he, he is a bright guy, and he has a lot of opinions. And, and maybe he, you know, as he said himself, he's not really a political expert or anything like that. But um, he does have some good insights. And I, I like their codependent crossfire. And, I, and uh, <laughs> yeah. someone, on, someone on Twitter said that should be the name of their show, and Allison liked
0: that. I, I think that's pretty good.
1: That is yeah. perfect.
0: <laughs> that would be. That would be wonderful, yeah.
1: Let's see. Where did they go? From grinder to booking guests on his show anal
2: they were going like oh what they're on the verge of right off the bat right and and, a tryst was on the table (laughs) and i I like how allison was like right off the bat said um you know this should have happened and this never could happen again and it's like wow allison that was pretty quick did you think (laughs) about that or (laughs) i like how friendship is off the table because that's just you know too much of a commitment right
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was uh, jealous of Greg's uh, Thanksgiving block party. That sounded nice. I... That was not, that that was yes. really fun. That was amazing.
1: <laughs> we have this I've big neighborhood her. Thanksgiving here, but it doesn't sound anything doesn't come close to his. I mean, we're, we're lucky that we, we have, it's expanding. We probably have maybe 10 families and we all get together and fry turkey. We are outside, eating outside because it's California. Well, that his, sounds
2: fun too. It's
1: pretty cool. It, but it doesn't, I think doing the soccer and the beach and the dessert, making it this, I don't know, that just sound. and plus it's Greg Fitzsimmons and it sounds like there's all these other amazing fun people to be around. It sounds similar, but his sounds like it's on steroids.
2: I, I just have a couple of family people come and eat and then they go home. <laughs> <And> that's that's <laughs> Thanksgiving here. Well, see, that's what they were talking
1: about, it. the Friendsgiving, because we do our typical Thanksgiving, like you said, where we just have kind of a couple of relatives over and we just have our dinner and then we move on. This has become something that it's, we don't necessarily call it Friendsgiving, but it is on a different day and we all get together and it's the fun one. It's the big party. Everybody's invited. You know, anybody that wants to come can come and it's just so much fun and it gets bigger every year. It's great.
0: Yeah. We've got a, an empty lot a few houses down and I keep thinking that I should put something together in the summer just for a big gathering of the neighborhood like that. But uh, so far, there's just always so much other things going on. It's tough to do. It is.
1: You know, ours started as my husband and one of my neighbors would go over to our other neighbor's house when he got home from work. So around four o'clock and they would just stand around and have a beer for about an hour and then we'd all go our separate ways and and do our thing. And then slowly, progressively a couple of wives got invited. Actually, I was the first one to be invited. So once other ladies saw me over there, they said, wait, wait. So we can come too, and then it started becoming this thing where we would bring food every Friday and it just grew into this thing. And now we spend Thanksgiving together, Halloween together. We're going to do a progressive Christmas party where we go from house to house and it's just become this great family. And oh, of course, Fourth of July, we do everything together. We I, we don't see any of our real family anymore. <laughs> like Allison said about Greg, it sounds idyllic that it really is
0: that's kind of one of the uh, the things that uh, has been really been driven home over the years in my world is as the uh, uh, your family has nothing to do at least for us it's not people you're biologically related to it's people you choose to bring in as your family so we've got you know people from uh, the motorcycle community much closer to us than most members of my family
1: exactly I I struggled with that for so long because you're told, well, they're blood. Nothing's, you know, blood is thicker than water, and you so every every single thing that people tell you that family is so important, which it is. If they're if they're good to be around, if they're not poison. <laughs> yeah, you know, there are certain people that are not great people, and they you happen to be related to them, and I don't. I just <laughs> hated wasting my time pretending. Like everything was fine, and that this is normal. It's just no, I want to fill my life with people that I want to spend time with. Life is short.
2: I need to move to a better neighborhood. <laughs> See, I, was maybe... I, I have no fun people on my street.
1: <laughs> you could Hey, will you come over to my next Thanksgiving pretty, please? Yeah, absolutely.
0: my cool neighbors Good. would love to leave, but uh their their cars won't start. <laughs> everything's frozen up, and they can't leave. <laughs> oh. so is it chilly up in your area now, Lee? <laughs> We're, they're saying it might hit 0 tomorrow as a high. Okay. <sighs> yeah, that 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 would be cold.
1: That's frigid. Uh remind everyone where you're at.
0: Uh, Watertown, South Dakota, 160 miles from Emily.
1: Oh, Emily.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the anchor point in Embarrass. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Emily's going to be here next week.
0: In studio? No,
1: I wish. She's going to be on on the <laughs> she show. She would really
2: rather be oh. in school. Yeah, I, that Emily. I thought Emily was like the big city. That's that what I did. thought too.
1: That's why I made my stupid joke. <laughs> I'm like, oh, winter is coming, Emily. Okay, like like,
0: like Mount Pilot, you know? All right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, she's going to be here next week and Joanna's going to be in studio again. So that'll be really fun.
0: Well, I was just going my, my you know, looking at my notes of different stuff they're talking about with Greg here. And then. I was curious if, if everyone else, did your parents buy you your first car? Hell no. <laughs> Never one. I'm
1: not any of my cars. My mom didn't even take me to get a driver's license. I didn't get one until I was 21, but I bought maybe three cars before that.
2: I I bought my first car off of my grandma for $1. Ah, Because she she bought a new one. That's cute. And it was a 66 Dodge Dart. I ended up seizing up the engine because of an oil leak that I ignored.
0: 225 (laughs) slant 6. You managed to... absolutely. That was it.
2: 225.
0: Okay,
1: did you learn to drive in that car?
2: No, I, I learned to drive in my mom. My mom had a 59 or 60 Rambler American station wagon with a, a three-speed on the column.
1: Wow, three on a tree, you, you learned yeah. to drive? My yep. That's really funny. The car I learned to drive on, drive on? It doesn't even make sense. The car drive. that I learned to drive with? I guess the is right. Yeah, a 64 Rambler. Not a wagon, though. Rambler Classic. Oh, it was
2: a beast, that car. And then she got a Volkswagen, and at least it was on the floor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Lee, what car did you learn to drive?
0: I had a uh, 72 Dart that I learned, and then quickly replaced that with a uh, 75 Mercury Comet GT that we put a blueprinted 289 in. It went straight from a 225 slant 6 to about a 350 horse small block Ford. Sweet, man. Wow.
1: <laughs> so we were all darts and ramblers in our in our very early beginnings.
0: <laughs> well, in my family, the first car, yeah, there was a car, but as soon as you were 14 and could get your license, you got a motorcycle. So my first motorcycle was a TS-185 Suzuki, and I moved from there to an RD-350 Yamaha. But first car, yeah, well, that was the, the dart, but you got a motorcycle first. Mom rode motorcycle, dad Whoa. rode motorcycle. So you got a motorcycle for your first vehicle. That was it. Wow. Huh.
1: I can't imagine in our bubble-wrapped lives, Greg's son is learning to drive yeah. in a Prius. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, Owen that's was fu- going to set Owen up in a Prius uh, first, first car.
1: Quite a stretch from a motorcycle.
2: I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: Go. Nope. You started. Go, Ray. Go. Go, Ray.
2: Take oh. it. I was just going to say, um, yeah. Similarly, when I was uh, younger, I would uh, get on my friend's mini bikes, and I would always like try to push the envelope and eat shit.
0: <laughs> and
2: I would have like reoccurring dreams of of dying on a motorcycle, and I think that's probably why I've never really got into it.
1: Ooh, that's a scary dream to have over and over again.
2: Uh, yeah, I I still have them once in a while, and I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know why. I, I just, you know, it's just kind of like my my conscious warning me, uh, this isn't for you. Because I know <laughs> me, I don't like. I,
0: I wouldn't drive safely, and yeah, I would probably eat shit. <laughs> throttle works both directions. It goes yeah. wide and it goes slow. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not interested in slow. Now you work with uh, <laughs> rocket propulsion, so there's always the threat that you're going to put a. Uh, some sort of an afterburner on the scooter too, I suppose.
2: Well that, that that's an option. <laughs> well let's not like, get into to metal fab, Lee. We could have like our own podcast. <laughs> yeah.
0: Ooh, and that's what
1: it'll be called. Metal Fab.
2: Yeah.
0: Has anyone ever successfully found uh, Fitzsimmons Rogaine ad? I've always wanted to see that.
1: I hope that somebody has. It's funny because Allison said, oh, I think I've seen that. And then I thought, no, just like she said, she probably, that's probably just something that they used in every commercial because I remember. It sounds
2: really familiar, though. It sounds really familiar.
1: I love that people on the street. I like 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 my chance. (laughs) I just love that he thought that. Oh, I'll just do this. I'll get soaked under the rug. Nothing will ha- come of it. And then he's getting ball-busted on the streets. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, March Madness is the most televised event in March. <laughs> you know, oh that's the, the the college basketball championship. So yeah, that, that, he got a lot of exposure in that. <laughs> and I like how he thought, "I have a full head
0: of hair. What are they talking about me?" <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then I like how he called Colonel Jeff out on his hair loss
0: <laughs> right well the march madness made me think about the when they were discussing the cost of college oh.
1: okay so you guys are in positions uh-huh. where your kids are headed that way are already there what's what's your take
0: oh uh, well if you want to look for the bright side of having a special needs child i don't have to save for college <laughs> 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 there's some dark humor for you <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was good <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got a ten-year-old and a uh, and a four-year-old that'll probably head that direction, but uh, so I, I I don't know, you know. Um, ho- hopefully, something will change by then because if they're going to rely on me to save up and put them through college, we're <laughs> they're going to be sorely disappointed.
2: Yes, uh, sadly, my daughter's a great student. Oh, yeah. Too bad, yeah, right? that, that, and she's heading that direction. But I, I, you know, I think if you know, if she's not going to be an engineer or she's not going to do something uh, specialized, I, I want her to take something specific to a trade. She, my my daughter is is inclined to the arts, so I'm like, you know, take out like art and design colleges, which aren't the same as, uh, you know ivy league schools or whatever but um it will at least give her that background and she can then there's opportunity there so it's like I'll, I'll spend money on that before you know a liberal arts degree that gets her a job making 20 grand a year or something
0: asking 18 year olds to decide what they're going to do for right. the rest of their life
1: <laughs> oh my god that's so yeah. silly and the people that do know my hat's off to you but that's yeah. that's in the minority
0: didn't go to school for uh, manufacturing, metallurgy, machining of any sort. I stumbled into it. I ran a service department at a Ford Chrysler dealership for a while, ran a farm store for a while. <laughs> you, know, just you know, ended what? up.
1: You also had a clothing company, correct?
0: Okay, that's a great story involving Fitzsimmons, for that matter. So for a while, Greg Fitzsimmons would you could buy an ad on his podcast on eBay, and I won the bid. Well, one of the features my clothing company had is if you had a conceal carry license to legally conceal, carry a handgun. We had these custom made pockets to hold, on the inside of the jacket to hold your handgun. So I buy the ad. I win the ad, and Fitzsimmons is is, is, a, is a Kevin Neely episode, and you can hear the ad where he pl- plugs Brun's clothing and talks about the concealed carry pocket for your handgun. So you can imagine, here's Greg Fitzsimmons, <laughs> and you know he's absolutely coming unglued, doing a plug for a company that's a, hey, you want to conceal carry your handgun? Here's a jacket. Here's a jacket company. And we make these custom-made jackets to your specifications. Do you want that to hold a 1911? or maybe a revolver. Part of the deal with the the ad was after he was done reading your ad, you would also get a link on his website. He never did put the link to my company on his website. Uh. (laughs) Ah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I was wondering, do you have any 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 coats or jackets left from in storage? Yeah, somewhere? there's a few. No, because my husband yeah, was wondering. He said, two. "Ask him. I'll buy one from him."
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was kind of a neat format. The idea being, rather than carry any inventory, we made each jacket to order. So you'd go wow. on the website and pick out. This is a color I want. This is a size I want. The sleeves two inches extra long. This is a collar I'd like. I want three pockets on the inside of the right side. I want a handgun pocket on the left side. And you just go through piece by piece and design your jacket, and we would make each jacket to order. But by doing that, we did not have to carry any inventory of finished product, and it allowed us to keep our prices very low. So we were coming in at about $10 below the imported product and about $35 below the uh, Carhartt line. That's amazing. So we were very competitive on our pricing. We could not move very many jackets in July, (laughs) and we couldn't keep staff over the summer months. So it eventually went out, but I'm glad I tried. This sounds like a Seinfeld
2: episode. <laughs> did not Kramer the, buy a bunch of the raincoats coats from Barry's dad? Yeah. The, be-
1: the beltless raincoats.
2: The mobs. Yes. The mobs have <laughs> them. His
1: his cabana wear. <laughs> it's always a Seinfeld episode. What did you guys think about Greg taking phone calls during the show?
0: He does that on his show too. It's, right. it's not unusual, <laughs> and he'll have a lot of surprisingly well known people calling and asking him, talking to him about stuff. Galifianakis just walked right in to use his photocopier, his copy machine, one time during a show. Even. <laughs>
1: really? Yeah, it's. I thought it was kind of funny because I think if Allison was annoyed by it, she would have cut it out. But I think she, they were kind of in right. that that mode of they have a good dynamic where they're they get along more than just the average guest and i think it was just very playful and she seemed very amused by it and hey well let's see how this plays out because i've heard other people take phone calls on shows and it's pretty funny you know especially if it's their mom or something
2: <laughs> yeah i kind of gave an insight on the hollywood schmooze yes. talk too you know
1: that's exactly yeah what I was okay saying.
2: great fantastic yeah well, i'll see you then yeah okay <laughs>
0: love you baby
1: yeah i love hearing the behind the scenes it wasn't too it wasn't too much his take on the traditional marriage that him and his wife have is something i subscribe to and of course everybody has their own opinions on what they want for themselves but i really liked his take on it and his viewpoint of it of the give and take and it's not you know you're not a slave in the kitchen or anything, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, the only well, time I, I started cringing is when I end. Any time I hear someone male or female, and they use uh, uh, sex as a manipulative point in their relationship, it just makes me cringe. Where it's uh, doled out as a reward or a penalty. No, I will deny sex to my spouse, or I will reward you with sex. And it's oh, just yeah. creepy and bothersome, you know. Yeah, absolutely.
2: It's a partnership uh, all the way around, and right. and i've I've seen, I've known couples where the guy cooks cause he's better at it. Darn so, right I am <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. there are th- there are th- I know a couple that the the wife's a lawyer, and she makes like at least five times more than the guy does, and it, he's he doesn't seem to mind. It's not like he's not the man. It's just like he he's takes care of the kid. he takes care of the house. And he he works, but not as much as the wife. But you know, who cares? It, it, it's a partnership that works for them,
1: right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's you know, not to demean her because she's doing just as much as he is. It's equal. You know, I liked his take on it. How much he appreciates her, and I'm sure she could say the same for him.
0: Hopefully, yeah. she's got a little better knowledge as far as investing and, re- and retirement savings. His advice was terrible.
2: A lot of uh, backlash on that. My (laughs) goal. For the apocalypse. Um, Yeah, yeah, I I can't pretend to know anything about that stuff, really. But um, I I just have my own 401k. I went aggressive when I was younger because that does well overall. And I'm just going by what everyone else says. I don't really... You know know anything about it. Yeah, what, what what Greg said on the service is like, well, okay, I mean, it, it's better than just having a 401k sit, I guess. I guess there's a lot of better options out there.
0: Uh, well, it sounds like he was telling her to buy single stocks, and to buy single stocks, you're attempting to beat the market, and you'll get slaughtered doing that. So just get into mutual funds. I tell you what, Greg Heller's wife, and she had forced Ooh. Greg... To get on the Dave Ramsey program, which is a very conservative, very logical, very safe way to, to manage your finances. Take Greg Heller's wife's tips, just get on the Dave Ramsey plan. Uh, stop trying to think you can outsmart the market. Obviously, gold is at at, uh, all-time highs. Well, that's not when you buy in when something's high. You buy in back when it was cheap, and you sell it now. Don't buy into it now. That's ridiculous. You should have just
1: said, take the money out and and then talk to somebody about putting it somewhere, and that's it.
0: (laughs) Talk to Al. Talk to Hashtag Al.
1: Exactly. It was funny because last week we talked about politics on here and I said oh we're not gonna talk too much about politics and then we talked a whole bunch about it I kind of felt and we already talked about this about Greg how he said he he kind of feels like he sounds like an idiot you know when he listens back and that's kind of how I feel where you think well I didn't really articulate that well or maybe I didn't get my point across but it was funny that they said the same thing in this show they said oh we don't want to talk about politics I don't want to talk about Trump and then they talked so much about it again (laughs) they went right into it it's hard not to I guess
0: you know i know i i hadn't really spoke a whole lot since the election but i was so convinced that hillary clinton had it just totally in the bag that i placed cash bets whoa so <laughs> I lost, no. I lost actual money <laughs> betting on Hillary Clinton. So <laughs> there's how wow. much I was able to feel the pulse of American politics right there. <laughs> you
2: and every poll thought that <laughs> uh, it was just a few key states that was just swung one way or another in counties.
0: And that was it. States, was specific counties. If you look at the state of Minnesota, it was the Twin Cities and Duluth. The entire state was red. Twin Cities and Duluth. It was just metro. Yeah. So if you didn't live in a big city, that was so wrong. <laughs> so so wrong.
1: Does it surprise you that that Allison's parents wouldn't necessarily buy them a, a big gift? Well,
2: well, I, yeah. Neither were my parents really. <laughs> Or yeah. my wife's parents.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's just so many different variations in in relationships when you get into your parents and where are they at in their lives? Do they Are they trying to squirrel money away to take care of themselves? How is their health doing? There's, there's just so many variables there that I hate to even say, oh, that's so cheap. <laughs> A lot of variables. <laughs> you know? That's
1: true. And okay. you know It's good that she knows. She can plan for it. She already knows. So maybe, you know, like you said, my... I already knew my mom, what she was going to be helping out with. And I knew where she was comfortable at. And it was fine because that's where she was at.
2: <laughs> when we became parents, we were in our late 30s. It wasn't like we were just mm. kids starting out, you know. So we, we bought our the stuff we wanted. And uh, what we got for baby showers and stuff was just mostly like clothes and diapers and stuff like that. And that's, that's more fun anyways.
1: Stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, also, I don't know if... If she's going to announce it on the next Patreon live stream, which is this Sunday at five for Patreon. Yeah, right, right. And um, I'm going to miss it, unfortunately. But I gave her the suggestion of having a live stream baby shower during the January live stream. So she was pretty receptive to that and excited about it. I'm hoping that she'll mention it. But I also know you don't want to throw your own baby shower. So, you know, I talk about it you know, amongst us on the Facebook page. So I think most people pretty much know, but if anybody else out there doesn't know, she's going to open the presents and you can watch her. If you're a Patreon supporter of a certain level and watch her during a live stream, which is super fun. That's
0: great. That'd be
2: a really neat show for a woman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can get her something like with an engine. Come on.
2: <laughs> I, hey, at LA podcast, I gave them a whole thing of hot wheels cars for the baby. That was my baby gift.
1: You know what? You just reminded me. I have a craftsman build your own first engine kit. (laughs) I should send them that. I'll send them that with your guys' name on
0: it. I just send fire extinguishers for every every event. Birthday, because you never have too many fire extinguishers. It doesn't matter what the occasion is. It's like, oh, we've got a baby. Well, we should have extra fire extinguishers and extra (laughs) fire alarms. So, no, oh, you just got married. Oh, you're moving into a new apartment. Oh, you just graduated. Fire extinguisher. It's the perfect gift.
1: <laughs> that is one of the weirdest but most practical and smart <laughs> gifts to give. And you can also click through the banner, her Amazon banner on her page and buy it. So you can doubly give story. her something.
0: There you go. <laughs>
2: that, that, that's along the lines of buying those little plastic things you put in the electrical sockets so the babies don't <laughs> oh, stick things in. That's a great idea, Ray.
1: That's not bad. <laughs> I checked out her registry. It's not on there. She's going to need that.
0: But uh, well, neither is fire extinguisher. <laughs> That's
1: true. But see, you're good. You, you'll be the only one getting her that, for sure. <laughs> Maybe you could like get it pinstriped or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. Why do I have a note that says Chinese dildo game?
1: <laughs> she was, I believe it might have been when they were talking about the threesome, but I'm not sure. Maybe not. And then there was a dildo something, and she was talking about, like, a, instead of, like, a Chinese fire drill, it was a Chinese dildo drill. And I don't really remember exactly the details.
2: Uh, no, it's like when you go to a restaurant and you and you have to wait and they give you that vibrating oh. thing. Oh, well, that's right.
1: You know, I should have let you talk first, Ray. But
2: I, I, I don't know where China comes into it.
1: Well, that's, you've heard of the Chinese the,
2: fire drill. You just got Fitz dogged. I, <laughs> <what they did. laughs>
1: I like my chances. <laughs> Lee, did you want to talk about last week's show at all? I know you said you had some thoughts on it, but I do not know if you wanted to. Well,
0: I had some thoughts, but I just don't know how to approach it because and in both the Monday show and the Thursday show, they brought up the subject of using the word retarded. And as you know, that's kind of a hot topic for me again, it's it's maybe this will hit your cutting room floor, Lisa. but uh, that's uh, uh, I'll give you my angle on it. Now, we've stopped using disparaging terms for black people. We've stopped using disparaging terms for homosexual people. And I think a lot of people stop using those terms because it's the right thing to do it's the decent thing to do but they continue to use a rather disparaging term for people with mental disabilities and it's a go-to term in a lot of easy stand-up jokes or easy go-to reference for being stupid or dumb or slow but in the bottom line you're using the existence of someone with a disability as a slur And why them? Why have you stopped using all other slurs, but you're hanging on to that one? And in the end, it's simply this. If you use a disparaging term for someone in the black community, you get your ass kicked. If you use a disparaging term for someone in the uh, homosexual community, you'll get your ass kicked. So they're only using that term for people with mental disabilities because they're cowards. And they know that people with mental disabilities won't kick their ass. As serious as I'm sounding right now, it's just a real simple angle. If you're going to continue using that word for people with mental disabilities, then use the rest of the slurs, too. Very well said. So I don't mean to to get real serious. and it's supposed to be a lighthearted thing. But uh, Greg Fitzsimmons is one of the leading uh, stand-up comics who said, nope, it's too easy. It's too low. And he's going to raise the bar. And uh, he's done a, a very fine job of leading the charge there. Penn Jillette, so is another one who does a lot of uh, fundraising and help with people with cognitive disabilities. And Greg, of course, has his best buddies that he uh, raises. You know, it's still out there. And uh, hopefully it's, it's pittering away. And uh, I and think a- it is.
2: I think it is. Yeah, and, and, you know, sometimes you'd hear the excuses like, well, I wouldn't use anyone with a mental disability. I wouldn't call them that. I only call stupid people that or something. It's still insensitive.
0: Right. Well, then use the same standard with the other slurs if you use that. Uh, word for uh, the homosexual community to someone who's not homosexual. No, well, still doesn't float, does it? Well, uh, Greg doesn't seem to mind. He uh,
2: what? What did he say about uh, some? He uh, he called a, a a really effeminate homosexual faggy. All right, it's not coming from a position of hate. he's got gay friends and everything else, but it's. I think he's just trying to be outrageous. Yeah, yeah there was yeah.
1: definitely shock value during this show. I mean. They were talking about self abortions, botched yeah. self abortions. Oh, I thought, okay, oh,
2: God, what that road
1: was are we going down here. The-
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that was very well said. And I know that it, you wanted to chime in on that. And I'm glad that you did <laughs> because you said it very well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the next note I got is Have I ever farted on a co worker? So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay,
1: Just me so or... we'll talk about that when we do JMOs because that is really important, hard-hitting information. That's where we go on this show.
2: I'm ready for that. I'm ready.
1: <laughs> Good. Get, you, get it. Get it ready. Get you. Get puckered. Okay, we'll talk about Thursday. We were her little empanados, which I couldn't be more happier. It's one of my favorite favorite foods. Delicious. I
2: don't know what that is. Oh, yeah, we yeah. don't get that over here. You
1: live nope. in L.A. What the heck?
2: <laughs> what is it?
1: It's a meat empanada. Pocket. It
2: sounds like a It sounds like a a city in Brazil. (laughs) It may be. (laughs) Are there wasps in them? (laughs) Thank goodness
1: it's not a Newton. No, it's an Impa Newton. (laughs) Okay, so empanadas, it's a meat pocket. It's Cuban or Spanish, Argentinian probably.
0: Oh, it's a hot pocket.
1: Oh, yeah. It's delicious. Uh, Okay, I'm down.
2: Okay. That sounds good. good.
1: It's wonderful. Today she had Andy Rosen on, the host of Totally Beverages, and he's married to Elizabeth Lame. They went right into talking about his wife giving birth in their Volvo, which I thought was the most insane story. And the way he talked was so cool, calm, and collected, which probably because he's told the story so many times. But as he, his wife said to him, you don't tell a pregnant lady this story. Allison did not need to hear this. <laughs>
0: I was impressed by the auto detailing. Uh, Yes. Wow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And the fact that she carried the baby from the car to the hospital with the umbilical cord, I guess, connected and then just dripping blood. I just thought that whole scene is pretty, pretty major. (laughs) It's kind of, uh, I don't, I don't even know the word. That sounds like from a show, but you would see the show and say, okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's a bit much.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, uh, and they were talking about the labor signs and how you can't talk and the lack of modesty, and I I could agree with that. You just don't give a shit anymore.
0: <laughs> I just... don't think my wife ever got the modesty back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would high five you if you're sitting right here, but <laughs> I'll give you a, a virtual five.
2: I, I, I've said this before, but oh God, I'm so glad I've been issued. The male private parts, because you guys go through so much. Women, but not only just giving birth, but all the maintenance stuff you got going on down there. It's just like, ah, oh, man, I, I do not envy you at all. And, and just the thought of carrying a live human being inside you—it's like morning sickness, of course, man. I'd throw up too if you're a moving <laughs> baby inside you,
1: growing a person. Uh, ugh, it's crazy. Yeah, you're lucky.
2: I, well, yeah. I mean, I'm su- <laughs> I'm surprised any of us are still here, or, or became here. That's very uh, true. Just, Somehow just we forgot of it. <laughs> I know. It's Like I, I want to have another one. I'm like, are you nuts? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I said that as soon as I had my son. Literally minutes later, wow. I can't wait to do this again. Crazy. Well, the thing second it time hurt. <laughs> yeah, because the uh, I was induced, so because he was late and it was so it was like rushing the labor and so all the pain just and believe me in the beginning it was so much fun my sister and i were playing uno we were watching it's pat and uh. playing uno and i just remember thinking <laughs> i was like i'm winning this is awesome and all of a sudden <laughs> when it really started to get there i was like get everybody out of here i can't take this anymore and, and <laughs> are you okay <laughs> But watched
0: it's (laughs) (laughs) one of only six people that actually saw that movie.
1: Couldn't leave home without that VHS. Don't worry about it.
0: (laughs) So does
2: that is that a painful thing to see again?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Come to think of it, I haven't seen it since. (laughs) We don't have to
2: worry about anything. Just a little soap and water, and we're fine.
1: I don't know how you guys walk around. You know,
2: in Corolla's case, water yeah poor, poor Lynette
1: uh don't curse on this show Not please me. don't use that slur <laughs> so one thing I th- one thing that stood out to me first of all Andy really fit in I like how he just rolls with it he's good but he had a really great voice and I thought him and Allison doing a show would be interesting and it'd be Rosen and Rosen of course but the two That's of them really- I think hmm. they could have something I don't know maybe he's talked Talked out since he's had so many shows that he's a part of. Have you heard any of his shows or his wife's shows?
2: Not, I've not. That, that's a that's a pod that that's on my list of pods I want to listen yep. to, but I can't because I I, I kind of have a crush on Elizabeth Lane. I'll admit that Ooh. she's I think she's really cute.
1: Even after hearing but, her uh, birth story, you're still cool.
2: Even even so, even so, but yeah, I, I like her on Allison. She's been on a couple times and she's cool and funny.
1: I don't I haven't listened to any of them same as you Ray. I had it them on my list of okay, I'm going to start listening to these things and I thought there's no time. There's no time for I have so many things that I want to listen to and I just don't get to it. And yeah. one day, one day I'm just going to go on a really long road trip and listen to every show that I can possibly want to. <laughs>
2: well, well now that I have this long commute, i am like uh, caught up with Sorry Not Sorry
0: um
1: Ooh, lucky. and
2: BFF because I was behind.
0: It's Are tough to find time to she? add any more podcasts or even get caught up on the ones once you get behind a little bit.
1: I know. I still haven't caught up on Sorry Not Sorry. I got behind in June and I keep trying to listen to it, but I listen to the newest one and then I'll try and piggyback it with an old one because I'm missing out on all the tweeting and everything that they're talking about and, oh, there's a new yeah. shirt coming out and I think, wait, what? What's the what's the joke here? I need to know. <laughs> By the way, their new shirts are awesome, and I got one thanks to one Emily. Not the city Emily, but the Emily in Embarrass.
0: In Embarrass.
2: <laughs> did, did, did you get the, the hashtag Al one? I the did. The Christmas one? I did. Ah. It's really, really cool. <laughs> that was funny.
1: I love that they, once again, another week, a bone to pick with Dawn and Dawn. I love that Allison called the tweeter a passive-aggressive motherfucker. <laughs> She's like, I apparently don't give a fuck if I'm going to lose another listener. (laughs) But seriously, and I've seen some other stuff on Facebook, too, where the person, you know, the people have the same thing where it's Dawn or Dawn, you know, and they just have ah or ah, but that's very similar. And it is regional. And for that to be a huge thing is I realize that Allison likes to really dive into her own little things. But when someone else is picking on her things, it's like, come on, man.
0: (laughs) It It's kind of the little regional pronunciations of different words, you know, and they were talking that Don and Dawn are the same sound there. I don't know how far you are from there, but uh, you don't seem to have that same pronunciation pattern, Lisa.
1: No, I think I have the same as it's just Don and Dawn. But the way that Colonel Jeff was saying, it, I could hear the difference and it didn't sound insane as yeah. with, you know, the Dawn <laughs> where obviously you can hear the difference but that i wouldn't want to hear anyone talking like that anyways sorry if i lose any our one other listener let's bring it back to bruised by dawn lee (laughs) why don't you say that his twitter handle the way you say it
0: bruised by dawn
1: okay ray
2: bruised by dawn
1: perfect it's not bruised by dawn no
2: And it's not bruised like a hematoma. Right. It's bruised <laughs> as in multiple beer.
0: Are there any other words that, that you've got that are pronounced that dramatically different in, <laughs> in in your area over there, Lisa?
2: No,
1: I don't think so. She called it the cot-cot merger. Or I guess you could say cot, but I don't know. You
2: know. It's interesting that the, the West Coast in Boston it's the same way, and that's the way I've always thought it. You know, Don and Don are, are homophones. They're these They sound alike. Okay, let's let's easy on the slurs, Ray. (laughs)
0: Just kidding. (laughs) Called me a homophone? (laughs) What?
2: (laughs) Oh, you guys. And I got to say this. Uh, I I texted (laughs) Lisa today about (laughs) this because I got an email (laughs) by a one Don Wiener. D.O.N. What? Wiener. Oh come on! <laughs> and, you know it, 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 this this Don vs. Don comes up, and I'm going to be on here tonight. So, I, like, did you send this Don Weiner email? I it love like how total...
1: your uh, your antenna goes up. Oh, okay, Don Wiener sent me something. Lisa must have sent it.
2: <laughs> is this a, yeah? Is this another email that you have now?
1: <laughs> I do have a Twitter account for the future possibly having a special people club podcast so and That's i think that special.
2: is
1: yes. <laughs> you know it's funny every time they have this dawn dawn thing i think okay well this is a good excuse to talk about Bruce by dawn because he needs to be on the show and he's a friend of the show and we love him yes he does and yep. it's another excuse to talk about Don Weiner, which I did not send that email to you, but it's kismet, really.
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was so coincidental.
1: Uh, speaking of kismet, Greg, well, it'll get to it. Greg's email, Greg Heller, that is, his email that he sent to Allison, basically it was because he had a dream about them and it was very weird and... And then he left a message, and the whole time Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive was playing in the background, and I just thought, what? <laughs> and at first I thought, I didn't know if another tab was open to my computer, maybe, and it was just on somehow, <laughs> or maybe it was coming from somewhere else. I thought, no, that's coming from his recording. He's rocking out to that in his car, and... The funny thing is, is that you know he's left the show and someone else is filling in his place. And but then I like it to, how it's funny how he kind of said at the end, "I swear this isn't this. Is, this doesn't mean anything. There's no meaning to the song being played right now."
0: I think it was produced. I think he uh, <laughs> planned that okay. all out.
1: He's just thought, "I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. It just happened." But it was nice to hear him, and it was. It made me miss him even more, though. <laughs> I wish he would. Just-
2: I know it was. It was nice to hear hear him uh,
0: pipe in. You know. I'm curious what his project is, you know, what sort of, uh, you know, what's, what are you working on, Greg?
1: What is it? And I want to work in the office building where he's someone that comes to work there because I think it would be very fun.
2: Yeah. He's got his (laughs) paperclip sculptures.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the first thing I thought about. I was picturing him because he's talking about having his office and and everything. It's funny because when you see him and you hear him, he doesn't, he doesn't seem like one of those kind of people that would hold down a job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and i mean that in the nicest way possible you know he has his own office and he's he's very good at what he does and he's successful and i just picture him going up the elevator and going to his office and like you said ray with his little paper clip binder clip statues and hopefully not putting microphones or what did he put in his butt crack i forgot what it was somebody <laughs> somebody's headset
2: yeah he did that <laughs> <laughs>
1: So good. So talking about the switch gears a little, we talked about the financial advice that Allison got from Greg Fitzsimmons that was poor and I really love that she asked Al for financial advice under the guise of what does Al know? <laughs> I thought, wait, wait, where's the game part? Are you just getting advice? <laughs> but that was pretty good.
2: <laughs> yeah, everyone was on board with. Yeah, Al knows this. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's <a laughs> but new have situation. you ever
2: heard of this 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 algorithm that'll help you invest?
0: No. Yeah, and again, what they're still trying to do there is by picking and choosing single stocks and just. I, I don't think so. It dicey stocks, though. I, I think
2: it was mutual funds. Uh, wh- how like what percentage to be aggressive and what not to be and what amount of risk you're willing to take it's like a whole thing it sounded like that you put in it made me interested in it i've got well, a, i
0: know the the big trading houses are buying and selling literally 10 times a, a minute 30 times a minute you know 100 times a minute a second they're buying and trading so fast so yeah maybe they've got a, a system there that allows your average investor to buy into one of those mass trading systems like that Well,
2: right 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 there's no way we can compete so why don't we uh join in I don't know, but I've got an old 401k. I don't know if I want to roll it into the one in my new job yet. Uh, Maybe I'll do something else with it. I don't know.
1: Maybe you should call into the show and be on what, what does Al know and ask him for some Uh, advice. Really?
2: (laughs) I think I got his two cents.
1: Yeah, I know. Right. With interest. I feel like they're, yeah. That was good. Sorry. I don't know if they are... Around here, we have a lot of fig trees in California. Ray, do you have a lot of fig trees around you?
2: Well, I've got one in my backyard, but okay. it's the only one I, I know of in the neighborhood.
1: We have a ton of fig trees around here. Lee, do you have fi- fig trees? No. We finally just got a fig tree. I'm not a huge fan of them, but the kids love them, and they are they grow very well here. But never, ever heard of these fig wasps. Have either of you heard of this? I no. had. I had.
0: You know, wasps and figs just makes me want to eat more figs.
1: <laughs> it's funny that yeah. they started talking about the fig Newtons, and maybe that's why it has that disgusting crunch—the
0: the <laughs> little crunchy
2: goodness of a bee <laughs> shell.
1: <laughs> I, I can't stand fig Newtons, and even Allison said, "Yeah, have a boysenberry Newton." I remember having maybe the blueberry ones. Yeah, and there
2: is a berry one of yes. some kind. Mm-hmm.
1: Like the cookie part yeah, was better, well, and the inside wasn't all we, seedy and crunchy.
2: Right, we talked about fig newtons and the last time I was here, <laughs> uh, the the the, gra- the grandma cookies, man, and they were always like in, in a jar, old, so they were like hard. Oh, don't they get kind of like white
1: the, the,
2: like by the fig part? Well, yeah, because like the the the, the fig congeals or something Ugh. and starts to like harden up like paste, and and the cookie part kind of like degrades around it <laughs>
1: well did a wasp ever hatch out of one
2: <laughs> not that i know of or I, it was uh, i just you know i just went ahead and eat it i was a kid you know i don't think i've had one as an adult to be honest i've never went out and bought them
1: oh no i would never make that mistake i've unfortunately had one as an adult you know when an older person offers me one and i say okay <laughs> I'll, take, I'll eat your fig, Newton. This is disgusting. But
2: <laughs> figs off the tree are good, I think. They're not My bad. Wife, they, I'm just not into the, like the a squishiness. Uh, no. Yeah, sort of. They're kind of slimy. A little bit. I mean, they're... No, they're not slimy. They're, they're <laughs> they. This they, they kind of look like a kind of like a red sack. They're, they're... <laughs> Matt, you're really driving at home. I, we, I yeah. know. <laughs> Go but on. They're really sweet inside. <laughs> I'm listening. But and they don't have that disgusting crunch like in the Newton form. That's true.
1: Their seeds aren't concentrated yet. We dehydrate them and they turn into candy. They're delicious. Let it be known that Demian Cordova loves fig Newtons. He wanted me to let you guys know this. It's breaking news. So if
0: most I buy dried Jim. figs off the, in like in the bag, dried figs, do they taste like the figs that you're growing? Or no. is that one of those things that gets botched in the translation?
1: Well, it depends. If you dry it yourself, I think it's really good. Store-bought stuff, it can be very good and couldn't be. Like banana chips are disgusting, but when you dehydrate bananas, they are the most delicious thing ever. And I don't like bananas that much. Their texture is gross. But the flavor is, it tastes like banana bread when you dry it. The sugar's concentrate, and it's delicious.
2: I don't have a problem with the store-bought banana chips i'll eat them okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm, I'm sure yours are better
1: they're not horrible they're just they're crunchy and different i should say
2: raw figs are juicy yes
1: they're juicy and a a little bit slimy we have this park down the street and the kids just climb in the trees and just there's eat them there's so many of them i thought we finally just need to get one in our backyard so we got a tiger striped fig they're very
2: pretty tiger striped
1: i know i saw them at trader joe's and then we went to the nursery and found it i thought okay this is the one we're getting well
2: what what's striped about it the fruit
1: yeah the outside not the inside but the outside is green and yellow striped it's not like brown fig that you would normally see yeah
2: ours are come out purple when they're ripe
1: right so there's purple there's black there's all kinds oh okay don't discriminate against the figs okay actually it sounds like i am
2: (laughs) i know you are
1: Uh, typical
2: what is kombucha
1: oh it's delicious it's a well if i describe what it is it's not as good as ray's dry sack situation or whatever (laughs) he called it it's some sort of fermented drink
0: Oh, that
2: sounds terrible. I've seen it. I've I've never dared to try it.
1: I used to have it for breakfast every day for a few years, but it's so expensive that I haven't. It's sometimes like $4 a bottle or something. It's supposed to be very good for probiotics and, you know, all fermented foods are supposedly very good for you. So there are so many health benefits that I felt better when I was drinking it. It is a weird. They have. Really tasty flavored ones where you can, you don't even know that you're drinking it, but I like the real basic ones that are bitter and taste kind of like a soda vinegar with
0: a little bit of sugar. Vinegar grape juice. Yeah. drinking. Vinegar it's probably grape
1: very juice? similar to that. Although grape wow. juice to me. Okay. So he's talking about the grape juice, apple cider vinegar cocktail that Andy was talking about drinking yeah. the grape juice to me. That sounds, I don't drink juice because I think it's unless you're making it yourself. It just seems like it's just a bunch of sugar. I wouldn't try that unless I made the grape juice, I guess, but I bet it's similar to kombucha. Probably more sweet though.
2: Mm. So, sounds to me more like red wine, which I'd rather drink than
0: that. Yeah. We can arrange that part. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe i have had it then
1: so allison has two new sponsors one well i'm actually pretty interested in both let's be honest storyworth.com sometimes when she's reading her (laughs) thing sometimes when she's reading her things i think okay i'll support her i don't tune it out but i just kind of think wow good for her she's got another sponsor that's one more check on the on the positive list the storyworth.com sounds interesting i guess it's basically you give it as a gift to somebody and they can write their own story like their life story that's pretty interesting to me that's kind of neat that's a whole new idea
0: it's really neat new sponsors i just uh these are companies i didn't know anything about and uh i'm wondering if some of the people aren't listening and contacting her because of her pregnancies and you know some of the products that might be more suited to w- women and 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 post and pre pregnancy childbirth
1: you mean like her leaky underwear sponsor <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe.
1: I would have to measure out six teaspoons because that's how much. Jeez. Sorry, guys. Due to technical difficulties, our recording got cut short. But the main thing that you missed is I wanted to send a huge shout out to Leanne M. Ward for making the most amazing Christmas CD and sending them to people and I know that Lee was very very thankful and grateful that you sent one to him along with a lot of other people that you sent that were lucky enough to get it unlike Ray who was asleep at the wheel apparently and we definitely left him in the lurch and did not give him a clue on to what was in it so your secret is safe with us Leanne we really appreciate it you're awesome. Thank you for making Christmas even brighter. You can follow Lee on Twitter at SLBruns1, and you can follow Ray at RayMorgan. If you want to be on our special segment of the show, thank you for being a fan, where you and I have a one on one. You can tell us your Allison Rosen origin story, or if you'd like to be on a regular show and talk about Allison with a group of fellow best friends, then email me at bffancast.com. At gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at BFFancast. Follow me on Twitter at GMOs and BFs. Brittany, I love you. Thank you and good night. And
0: if you take more of those, you will get an overdose. No more running, nor the shelter of a mother's little helper. They've just helped you on your way through your busy dying day.